right, welcome to the program. Happy Tuesday, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. A photo of a beach volleyball player in Toronto. Got a lot of traction on social media this weekend because uh, she happens to be a member of the national volleyball team. She was down at Woodbine Beach training, and it seems like she was alone at the time. Uh, There's a good amount of distance between her and the police officer, but the reason it was getting some attention is the fact that the... um, uh, only just meters away or feet away, active TO was going on. So basically they closed the street so that people could walk, run, and bike um, while trying to stay physically distanced from each other. But there's a lot of hypocrisy in, you know, you're allowed to do this but not that during the lockdown. Uh, so we have invited uh, Sophie onto the show. Sophie, Sophie uh, Bukovic joins us right now. Welcome to the show. Good to have you on, Sophie. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. First of all, I love your sport. I'm a big fan of it. I like volleyball, but when you put um, yourself on the beach and try and play, you realize how how challenging that sport is and how uh, athletic our national team is. Um, well done for, I think you're the youngest to ever be carded on the national volleyball team. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. Amazing. And you are a local Torontonian. I am born and raised in Etobicoke. Okay, so you're trying to train because you don't have eyes on uh, this Olympic Games in Tokyo, but you're hoping to be in the next Summer Olympics, correct? Yes, 2024 is more likely my Olympics. Okay, so what has to go into training for an Olympics when it's four years away, and how important is it that you get your training in? Well, I mean, the Olympic qualification process never really stops. So for us, we can't just kind of take off a year, take off two years. And especially with our current global pandemic, it's been a hard two years for everybody. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a need to consistently train and consistently be at the top of your game so that you don't fall below the line and and it's really hard to come back up. Did the pandemic get in the way of you qualifying or, you know, hoping to be at Tokyo 2021? This specific Olympics, no. Um, Our top two Canadian women's teams are phenomenal and they've pretty much solidified their birth about two years ago, pre-pandemic. Um, so congratulations to them. But again, that training component is really important to kind of, again, stay at the top of your game. Sophie, what happened this weekend at Woodbine Beach? Can you tell us the story? Like, I understand there were a lot of people that are heading down to Woodbine Beach, setting up their own nets. What was, what was your plan when you went down this weekend? And maybe walk us through what happened. Yeah, so I just went down to Woodbine. Um, it's kind of our facility that we use to train every summer as the national team. So I went to down to set up my own private net, and as I was setting up my equipment, a very, very nice officer came up and uh, told me that I wasn't able to use the amenities of the beach, that being the posts that are physically on the sand. I can use the sand. I can set down equipment. I just can't set up a net. Um, oh, okay. And him and I had a very good conversation about it. His kids are also athletes, so he was very sympathetic to what I'm going through, Um But again, it's just that lack of consistency within the restrictions that it's so hard to program and plan and that kind of stuff. So you were allowed to do everything because is it because you were alone that you're allowed to stay down at the Woodbine Beach at the volleyball court? No, there was other like there was a couple of other recreational players that were just a couple courts down. You can't see them in the photo, but he asked them to take their net down. So they just drew a line and they mimicked an actual volleyball court. And that was permitted. Did you stay and train? Can you train without a net? I did train because I'm leaving for competition in a couple of weeks. Um, I'm actually out in Calgary now, considering our circumstance in Toronto. So I just 
same as the rec players, drew a line, used it as kind of court awareness and continued to train. And that was fine. Not ideal, but <laughs> you got to do what you got to do. Athletes are no stranger to challenge and resilience. So, Right. And so, but were you shocked that it was okay to draw a line in the sand, literally draw a line in the sand instead of being uh, on that court? Were you planning on training alone the whole day? Yeah. Okay. So instead of being there alone with a net up, were you shocked that the bylaw officer would allow you to do that and not just put up a net so you could train appropriately? Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of asked him that question and he says, like, if we let you train as a national team member, um, we have to then explain that to the rest of the people who come down to use the courts. So it's like an all or nothing type thing, because I don't know if they have the capabilities to police a hundred plus courts with, you know, five athletes or six athletes per court. Right. And it's not like while you're training um, for your sport and your competition, which is coming up that you're going to turn around to everybody who walks by and go, Oh no, it's okay. I'm a national uh, team member. I'm, I'm training. I'll be at the Olympics in four years if you don't mind. Right. And I mean, what's great about my sport and my community is that it's a very small community. So the rec players that are consistently down there, they do know who the national team players are. So I don't know if they would have had that big of an issue kind of justifying that to them. But again, they can't justify us doing it and not them um, just in terms of the larger grand scheme of things. So I think a lot of people had a hard time wrapping their heads around the fact that you know, not very far away, just up the road from the courts is active TO where they've shut down the road. How, can you give us an, an indication of how busy that was? Did you pass by active TO and how close were people? How many people were on that roadway in Lakeshore? I did pass by it. They closed down um, kind of my normal route to the beach. So I had to detour to actually get to the beach, to the parking lot. Um, yeah, there's hundreds of people that are using active TO and there's hundreds of people that walk and walk their dog and run through the beaches, um, not necessarily specifically for active TO, but just as their own physical health. Um, and that's what was happening during the time that I was there. So it was just kind of very interesting that only a couple feet away, other people were allowed and permitted to engage in sport and activity, but I wasn't allowed. So what are your training options as a, a future Olympian uh, during the pandemic? Well, I currently, I flew to Calgary about two days ago. Um, okay. My training partner is out here, so I'm not exactly sure what the restrictions are out here. They kind of, again, seem to be fluctuating, but at least I'll be with her and we can do video and film and things like that, even if we're not physically on the sand. Okay, well, you're a Toronto native, uh, so I know a lot of people will be familiar with who you are and seeing you down at Woodbine Beach. What's in the near future? You said you've got a competition coming up, Sophie. Yes, I'm uh, traveling to the Czech Republic for an FIVB, which is our world tour. And then I'm traveling straight from there to Bulgaria for again, another FIVB. And that's kind of what we do throughout the summers. We travel to about 10 countries per summer to uh, help us qualify for the Olympics. Are you nervous at all? Because you're not that old. Uh, so you're clearly not uh, eligible for the vaccine right now. Are you nervous about traveling in, for competition? A little bit, yeah. Um, I mean, in my geographical location in Toronto, I'm in a hot spot. So I was mm. able to consider getting vaccinated, um, but the lineups are astronomical. So I've heard people have to sleep in their cars and do all that kind of stuff. There's not necessarily a pop-up in South Parkdale where I live. So I had to fly out to Calgary and I'm staying out here until I travel for competition. So I wasn't able to be vaccinated. So it is a little worrying because I will be traveling someplace to place. 
Um, but the FIVB organization, they do a good job of keeping athletes in the bubble. So fingers okay. crossed as well. Yeah, well, we're rooting for you, Sophie. Thanks so much for joining us and putting some perspective on this. I mean, it, it was a big story on social media, the photo of you down at Woodbine Beach with the cop. Uh, you know, you're alone on the on the volleyball court. And I think it, it's always good to get uh, the the real perspective from somebody that was on the court when we see these photos on social media. So thanks for sharing your story with us. No, thank you so much for having me. And best of luck in the Czech Republic. Thank you so much. Cheers. So that is Sophie Bukovec. She is on the national volleyball team and she will be at the Olympics, fingers crossed, in four years time. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.